are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Hey, hey, hey! It's the Freeform Rock Podcast with yours, Mark Taylor. And mine. With yours and mine, whoever mine is. And the Hello truth. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not three sides. We're not three sides to the story. <laughs> um. Oh, I. All right, yeah, we're. We're more. We're six sides to the story. We're schizo. <laughs> yeah, we, we each have uh, three faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of them's our butt. Nah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I have to correct the guy who told me that then when, when I was in line in back of him. He smelled some and I said, oh, I'm sorry, that was my face. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be doing Motley Crue's 1985 album, Theater of Pain. All right, great album cover. I love the album cover. But before we get into that album, we promised you last week we'd do a top five list or a top ten. I conceded it down to five because all you you really care is about the bottom five. So we don't need to go into the fluff of of the other five. So, Lee's got yeah. five, I got five. We're going to start counting down from five to one. So, number five, drum roll. What's your fifth suckiest band of all time? Uh, Probably Cutting Crew. Ah, I, I like that one I, song. I, I, I don't like that song. I died in your arms tonight. I hate that shit. I bought that tape as a kid and I loved it, but I only listened to that song. <laughs> um... I'm afraid to listen to any of their other songs. I might like them, but judging from what I've heard of the track record, Zero. I bet you like that group, T'Pol, right? Uh, I, you mean with that um, lady singer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into my fifth, fifth group suckiest band of all time fallout boy man they fucking suck (laughs) fucking fallout boy they can fall off the cliff and i wouldn't give a shit (laughs) i i I think i heard one second by accident and i thought that that i i just had like a bad um indigestion and i had to turn off the the whatever it was and then i felt better my ex stepdaughter loved Fall Out Boy, and I was like, you know what? At least she's listening to something that's not pop, but fuck, it's just as bad. Fucking sucks. Yeah. All, yeah. Right. all right, let's get to our number four suckiest band of all time. Lee, take it away, number four. Um, number four would, um, it's it's between one particular group and another, but I'll probably say number four is New England. Uh, I, I, I heard I, them, but... Yeah, um, they're, they're, um, they did... Well, some of the members did do some good music later, but that... They're, they're kind of too popish for me. And it doesn't matter that Paul Stanley produced their first album. He was better producing Kiss than he was outside groups. <laughs> yeah, he has no ear. <laughs> yeah, their big song 
was I never wanna leave you and then and then and then and yuck. Well, I heard they're just like popular in Boston, and that's it. It's like they never really left their uh, New England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they can have them. And my my fourth suckiest band of all time, which probably could have been number one, but they had one album I liked, but the rest of the album is pure shit. Uh, Nickelback. Oh, okay. They're they're not a group that's in my worst, but they're not in my favorite either. Yeah, they're like if you say creative and uh, <laughs> creative band, they just fucking do shit that's they put sounds in their music that everybody likes. It's like huh. it's like fluff. It's like they sound hard rock, but they're not hard rock. They sound pop, but they're not hop. They sound like hair metal. They're not hair metal. What the fuck are they? <laughs> they're just a fucking mishmash of shit. Ah, fuck! But they did one album fucking that I liked, and I can't even remember it because they're so fucking bad. Oh, <laughs> they had a song. It says you um, you look better with something in your mouth. <laughs> I love that. Mm. They tried to get edgy with that song, but that's <laughs> freaking. Oh, uh, okay. All right, now we get to our number three. What is your number three, Lee? Probably Blink One Eighty Two. Ooh. I, 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 they're, they're fast, and once in a while they do an okay song, but most of their songs are, like, too happy for me. Like, like, like I have to keep smiling, and I feel like I'm smiling because I want to just punch someone, <laughs> you know? They, 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 they don't do it for me. They, if they're going to be heavy, they might as well have heavier-sounding songs and not stuff that... That sounds pop, you know. I I don't like them. Huh. Okay. Well, I I'll well they're on my list, but I'm not gonna ruin it where they're on my list. But my third bet is fucking Britney Fox. Who the fuck is Britney Fox? Fuck. What kind of band are they? Are they rock? Are they metal? Are they fucking uh, supposed to look like Cinderella? I don't fucking know. Fucking. Yeah. I think I tried to hear their album, and I like half of the first song then it kind of kind of went downhill from there well they have no identity they're just like a mishmash of freaking clone bands that came out around that time that killed rock killed metal yeah yeah okay and then we get to the number two suckiest artist of all time and yours is probably bon jovi oh and and um even though i will admit some of their songs I like, but if I listen to a whole Bon Jovi album, there's maybe two songs I like or one song I like, and the rest is horrible. And I just don't like it. So we could at least make about, they have a lot of albums, we could make like three albums that you would like out of their two songs that you don't like. Probably <laughs> one album. Probably one album. I love Bon Jovi, so fuck you, Lee. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> well, well, okay, okay. I'm I not, had to I'm say because you always tell me to fuck off, so fuck off, All Lee. Right. <laughs> well, that's yeah, right on. <laughs> I finally got to say pants. that. Right on, but I'm keeping my pants closed today. <laughs> and then I got what you picked as your number three: Blink One Eighty Fucking Two. Fucking oh. that voice just oh god, that one singer. I like the other singer. 
I, I don't know their names because they fucking all suck. But fuck, that one singer. <laughs> Ada, smile, thanks. He sounds like a pubescent fucking female. Fucking needs to, yeah. that just got on her period. Fucking stop your whining, dude. You fucking suck. You have one of the worst fucking voices that I've ever heard in my life. I just want to claw my eyes out and freaking shoot myself in the ears. It's so bad. Fuck, they suck. <laughs> God damn it. You already said why you hated them. So let's move on to our dun -dun -dun -dun, number one suckiest band of all time. And what is yours, Lee? It's a group called Fun. Ah. I hate them. Every single thing they do, if, if I'm, I mean, if I'm going out on a date with someone and she's the most gorgeous lady I've ever seen, and when we talk about music, she wants to put on something by the group Fun, I'm getting out of there. It's no fun, huh? <laughs> it ain't no fun. It ain't no fun. There ain't no sunshine yeah. where there's fun. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, my number one, and I'm surprised you didn't pick this band, is I think this is everybody's number one, tied with probably Nickelback, the worst fucking band of all time, is Limp Fucking Biscuit. Fuck um. Fred Durst. Fuck his version of Behind F Blue Eyes. He fucking ruined that song, and some people actually like it. I'm going, what the fuck? That's the who, man. Fred Durst doing, and Limp Bizkit doing Behind Blue Eyes. Fuck, I did it all for the Nuki, yeah. for the Nuki. Just put your hands up. Fuck, who wants Nuki from you? You're a fucking ugly asshole. Yeah. I didn't think of them, but, um... But but I, I know what you mean. But but if you but if you listen to that group Fun, um, well no I I, I don't I, I don't suggest you listen. I don't want to listen. Their their big song their big song is We Are Young. Oh fuck I hate that song. But yeah. I hate Limp Biscuit worse. Limp Biscuit could fuck that guy acts like he's all hard. Oh, I'm a real hip hop artist. I don't need this fucking band behind me. I walk off the stage and throw a fit because I'm a little bitch. And fucking, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's making a new album with his little bitch band. Fuck, the only good thing about Limp Biscuit is the guitar player, Wes Borland. Wes Borland, get the fuck out and get into a real band. Make a band with people who are actually appreciate your guitar playing because you rule, brother. But fuck, Fred Durst just brings you down. That guy's a fucking crusty ass motherfucker. Fuck, I hate that band. <laughs> okay, that was our top five list of the suckiest bands of all time. So get on our page and give us your top five list. I'll post this because I want to see what top five, what your five bands are. The suckiest. I bet I'm going to get a lot of Van Hagar's. But, um... I fucking love Van Hagar. But uh, I love Roth just as much. But fuck, let's get into the album, shall we? Yep. We have Theater of Pain by Motley Crue. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love this band. And I did a... I did a theater... I did uh, Dr. Feelgood with Johnny Vogan. Hi, Johnny, for listening. Like. Trying to get that guy back on the podcast is really hard. I think he hates me now. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> he's gave me some feedback on some stuff we've done, so he's listening. I think he is. Yeah. 
All right, but before we get into that album, we have our newer artist of the week, and you picked Left Lane Cruiser, The Waltz. And I picked a band that I found on mistake today called Animal Drive, and I guess they have a, a, a covers album, but they have an albums of originals because I looked into it. But I like the cover of The Look they did by Roxette. So, and they also do uh, Judgment Day by Whitesnake and a lot of killer freaking good songs on that album. So I'm going to check out the rest of those covers. So <laughs> here is Left Lane Cruiser, The Waltz, and Animal Drive featuring Rosa Larachata or whatever, some Italian lady, I guess, The Look on the Free Form Rock Podcast. <laughs> Better keep that day strumming 
Okay, that was Left Lane Cruiser, The Waltz, and Animal Drive, uh, The Look. So, let's get into Motley Crue. This album was released in June 21st, 1985. So, it's almost its... How many years is it? 1985? Fuck, dude. I can't do this off my head. Um, I was 20 years old. And now, since... I am about 53. It's about 23 years old, or 24. I thought it was like 34. No? Um, what? Oh, shit, you made me remember that I'm 10 years older than I wanted to remember. Thank you. Because <laughs> I was 15 in 1985. Well, almost 15. I was actually 14 when this album came out. And uh, oh. this is the first Motley Crue album I ever heard because of the video for Smoking in the Boys' Room. And I will get to that later. But let's get into the this album. It's Theater of Pain is the third studio album by Mo American heavy metal band Motley Crue. I already said when it was released. Aftermath of Vince, Vince Neil's arrest for manslaughter on drunk driving charge. The album also marked a step away from traditional heavy metal sound of Too Fast for Love and Shout at the Devil. Towards a more glam metal influenced style. Theater of Pain contains the hit single Smoking in the Boys Room and the power ballad Home Sweet Home. The album reached number 6 in the U.S. charts and 36 in the U.K. and was certified quadruple platinum by the RIAA on June 5, 1995. Theater of Pain is dedicated to Hano Hanoi Rocks, former member Nicholas Razzle Dingley, who was killed in the car, car crash that resulted in Vince Neil's arrest. Save Our Souls was also used in an Italian horror film, Damani, produced by D'Angelo Argento. Alright, well let's get into this album, shall we? The first track, City Boy Blues. What'd you think about this one? Oh, well I like this song. 
It has that 80s hard rock style and it's fun. I could have imagined a video for it. It's a clap your hands and sing along type of song. I was just weird. They only had two singles off this album and I thought there could have been three or four. Uh, oh, yeah. And I probably would have picked this one too. This is a great start to this album. I like the, I liked the part of the song where he says, take a swig of whiskey. That's my drink, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I love whiskey. And then yeah. we got Mick. Mick's solo is so good. Freaking great. Yeah. And, and I love the album cover. The, you know, the theater, uh, the theater mask. Yeah. And then it has like yeah. their, the, the pentagram on one of the stars crying blood. That's freaking, and then one's laughing. That's pretty cool, man. I, oh, yeah. I love the album cover. Great artwork, man. Where, what happened to album artwork, man? It's just freaking computerized shit now. Thank you, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I blame Yes for the 90215 album because that album was the first computer-generated album cover on an Apple. <laughs> oh. And I love that album. I would I would have done it on a banana. <laughs> I would have done it on a banana. Uh, you like bananas, only? Well, I don't like them sexually, but I mean, I like them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the first single on this album, Smoking in the Boys' Room, a cover by Brownsville Station. What do you think of this track? It's a pretty good cover of the Brownsville Station song. I grew up listening to the original, and I think the original is the best, but this has enough of the spirit and energy of the song's attitude, and it works, especially if the first version of this you've heard is this one. It kind of makes me think of, for instance, Poison doing Your Mama Don't Dance and Your Daddy Don't Rock and Roll by Lockheed and Messina. This is decent. This is the song that introduced me to the Mighty Crew. And then I hmm. went back and listened to the first two albums. I go, these albums are better, but I still like this album. But um, this this is a great song. The video was freaking awesome with that guy with the huge ears. That's what yeah. draw, draw, draw me to it, because I was watching Weird Science, and that guy is in that movie, too. <laughs> oh, you know, the, yeah. You know, the teacher. Freaking, it's a freaking great video. I just love the energy in the video. I love it. Freaking great song. I never knew this was a cover to years later, and I like oh. this version better. I don't like the original one. Just like I don't like the T-Rex uh. version of Bang a Gong better than the Power Station, because the Power Station oh. has better drums. <laughs> well, well, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so this is a great track, great, great first single. Freaking brought, I bet this brought millions of crew fans into the fold because this video was so visual, so freaking uh, horrific. It was a great video, man. I loved it. Oh yeah. And then we get to the next track, which you picked as one of your songs, "Louder Than Hell." Some like it. Ooh, some like it. Here we go, Louder Than Hell on the Free For Rock Podcast. Brave, the black demon. 
That was Louder Than Hell. Why did you pick this track, Lee? This sort of has that I Love It Loud by Kiss Beat and attitude to it, but I like this song better than I Love It Loud. It's one of the deep tracks that should be more well-known. I could have seen this being on Shout at the Devil. It's pretty heavy, and it's one of the best songs on here. I think he said the same thing I did. I said, yeah, this song could sh- could have been on Shout at the Devil. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. We're both thinking the same thing here. I said, Right on. But there, there's one thing on this album that just bugs me throughout the album, and I'll probably bitch about it on every, a lot of songs, is that, is it me, or does Tommy Lee's drum sound like he's playing very hard, but the sound isn't there? It isn't recorded that way. Oh. Like it's Shout at the Devil, you hear it. On this one, it's like boom, boom, It's like lower in the mix. It's like where's, where's the power of Tommy? It's like, it's like they stolen Tommy Lee from us. You could hear the drums moving and yeah, but the the sound yeah. isn't in your face. It, am I, am I crazy or is that true? Um, I I kind of thought that the drums sounded kind of echoey. But um, I I had like a promotional copy when I had gotten it. And during the time I got the album, that was when I was being like a completist, and I and I had gotten like the first three Motley Crue albums all in the same day, and then I just listened to them in a row, and and then I continued on getting them until I think. I think I stopped getting their albums, um, starting with Dr. Feelgood, but um, before that I, I had gotten Girls, 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 and and then um, I, I, I don't know why I stopped. I think that there, there were just so many groups and I was trying to get everything, and you can't get everything, so someone, some group has to suffer, you know, kind of like that. Yeah, I'm just thinking that uh, Tom Weirman, he fucked up on the drum sound on this album. Oh. Yeah, because you could hear Tommy's playing playing his heart out, but it's not coming through in the recording. And I mm. I just think they should go back and remix this album and fix the drums. Oh, okay. And I bet if they fix the drums, a lot of people who hate this record will go, fuck, this album is powerful. Because you could hear Tommy just beating the shit out of the drums. But it's yeah. like in the background; it's not up front like it was on Shout or yeah. Too Fast for Love. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like Tom <laughs> Weirman fucked up the drums. He recorded fucking Buddy Carlos. What the fuck were you thinking, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, and this song rules. I love this song, man. I, it just irritates me to hear Tommy is like he's playing good shit, but you can't. It's not. It's like, like you said, echoey. It's not like powerful. Like he usually is. Oh, okay. I think they got back to that on uh, Doctor Feelgood, even though people don't like that album. But his drums are in the high in the mix and that. So, uh, so it's Tom, like we're, cut, girls, it's girls, girls, his drums were weren't, weren't yeah. as muffled as it is. I think Tom Wehrman's oh, yeah. not good at getting a drum sound. I don't know. Yeah, I think that it's like probably it's a case of you either get a good drum sound and not that great of an album or you get a really great album but not a good drum sound who knows 
Yeah, but I think this album could be phenomenal if they fixed the drums. And it's not okay. Tommy and it's not Tommy's fault cuz he's playing the shit out of them. All right. But I do like it the way it is though, but that's me. Oh, I I I just I I was listening to it today, and I go, fuck, man, I love this album, but I just started listening to the drumming, and I go, shit, I hear all the fills, I hear huh. all the shit, I hear that he's hitting them hard, but it's, like, distant, it's, like, in the background, it's not, like, up oh, front okay. like it was in the first two albums. Let's get to the next track, which is Keep Your Eye on the Money. What do you think of this one? This is sort of like ACDC. I could imagine them doing this. It's another really good deep track. After a while, it gets to be just a little bit long, but I still like it, and I wouldn't skip it. I think it's the longest track on the album. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. Four, four, 4 minutes and 40 seconds. Let's yep. see. Yep, it's it is longest track on the album. And um, I think it's a filler track, but when it skip it, it has a good uh, crew groove to it, though. Oh, all right. All right, and then we get to the mother of all power ballads. The power ballad that started all the copies and the power ballad freaking everybody band had to have a power ballad. Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. What do you think of this one? I really never liked this song. <laughs> the middle part has a good guitar solo, but that's really the only thing good I want to say about it. Well, that guitar solo does kill, doesn't it? Yeah, but the rest of the song kills me in another way. Okay, I love this song, man. This is a great song. Like I said, it started the power ballad movement. This was on Dial MTV. I think it set a record for longest song on Dial MTV. They had to make a rule where you couldn't be on there if you did this so many weeks of Dial MTV because they were just dominating at this time on Dial MTV, which eventually became what Total Request Live with freaking Carson Daly, which sucked shit because all he liked was the Backstreet Backdoor Boys and shit like that. Um, freaking night and Britney Spears and shit. Fucking MTV went downhill in the fucking nineties. Fuck MTV in the nineties. And then yeah. let's turn this bitch over and get to the next track, which you picked tonight. Yeah, we need a lover on the Free Form Rock Podcast.
That was Tonight We Need a Lover. Why'd you pick this track? Another of the best songs on here. I really, really dig this song. It's pretty heavy, and it makes a good album even better. I don't know why some people don't care as much for this album as they do some of their other albums when it has songs like this on it. Regardless of whatever condition the group may have been in when they made this, the proof is in the music, and this is great. You know what? I just had an idea. We should do like a terrible Motley Crue album and have Dr. Mm. Have Dr. Fuck review it, you review it with us. We should do New Tattoo because I want to hear him bitch about First Band on the Moon forever. <laughs> um, um, I, I think I'll be on vacation that week. <laughs> Come on, man. First Band on the Moon. Fucking what a cheesy-ass song. Okay, we digress. Let's get back to this song. Tonight we need a lover. This is a great rocker. I love it. I like I like the slight bit of organ they're using in there. Not too powerful. It just gives you the little ambience. Fucking uh, and I like when they go tonight, tonight, tonight. The harmony towards the end. I love that shit where they slow it down. Fucking great track. I love it. Great song to yeah. start off side too. When 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 you did that made me think of the song tonight. Tonight, Are you singing Genesis? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing like a Broadway song. I, I forget oh. what, 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 like from maybe Annie or something, you know, <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> it's a hard knock life for Lee. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Make sure he has his vodka and his tucked in shirts and he'll be happy as a clam. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this freaking song rules. I love it. And then we got the next song, which you picked also, right? No. Yep. Use it or lose it. So here's use it or lose it on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
That was Use It or Lose It. Why'd you pick this track? This is the other best song on here. It's great, and it's close to heavy metal. Too bad it's not a well-known song. The fans really need to hear more of these types of songs by Motley Crue. But how can you convince 10-year-olds to hear deep tracks? Oh, well. <laughs> I was least 14. I listened to it. I was 14 when I listened to it, and I love this track, and I still love this song. Freaking Tommy's kicking ass, but his drums are still muffled, man. Fuck. Yeah, I was an old man when I listened to this. I was 19 or 20. Like I said, not on Shout, where the drums are in your face, but this song rules, kicks ass, and Vince is sounding great on this album. I got to give a shout out to Vince, man. Vince's Vince's vocals are great, man. He, he, yeah. I think he got sober for this album because of that accident. Freaking, he, he, oh, yeah. he was on key on this album. Fucking love it. And then let's right get on. to the next song. Save our souls for this song. Okay. what? How do you think <laughs> about this song? This sounds somewhat like a Gene Simmons song, but better. It's not my favorite song on here, but I still really like it. So that tells you what I think of the other songs. It's far from being a bad song. It's still really good. Yeah, I love this song. I think it's kick-ass. It's got the Motley Crunch in there. Reckon, um still Tommy's drums are still bad. They're not bad, but it, they need to be up in the mix. Seriously, again, I, I'm just going to rant about this. until. Hey, first... you know, um, go, on, um, go ahead. Um, 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 when, when you said Motley Crunch, it made me think, since they're not doing albums or tours anymore, they could do candy. They could come out with some called Motley Crunch. You know? Well, they did uh, like a virgin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll we won't talk about that shit and face cover. But fuck, I'd like the song <laughs> "The Dirt," but I didn't hear the other two the other two off that album. But uh, mm. but I just like it. The song's kicking ass and uh, Mick Slide. I love his slide guitar. He's such an under underrated guitar player, man. Mick yep. Mick is the soul of this band, man. Fuck. Without him, I think they would sound like frickin' Blink-182. <laughs> oh, um, no, no. No matter how drugged up they were, they, they, they weren't that bad. <laughs> well, they turned into Blink-182 off the frickin' last frickin' new tattoo album. <laughs> oh, uh, well, okay, okay, um... But they didn't right, have, yeah, but they didn't yeah. have Tommy. But they still had a great drummer. Yeah, uh, I think that what it is is if I haven't heard an album by a group that I like, I like to pretend that they didn't do it. Yeah, but it sucks. That's Randy Castillo's last album, man. Fuck. Uh, what a waste. Uh, wow. All right, let's get back to the album now. We're got raise your hands to rock. What'd you think of this one? This is what I'll call an enjoyable filler tune. It's not one of my favorites, but I like it a hell of a lot better than Home Sweet Home. Ah. Not bad. Ah. I love Home Sweet Home. Sorry. <laughs> you yeah. also like Cutting Crew. I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, all right, I'll, I, I won't mention them again. Did you ever watch Saturday Night Live when uh, what's uh, there was a wedding band? And it was a uh, fucking Horatio somebody, and he would, they would just sing this chorus over and over. I just died in your arms tonight, and he goes, "No, Must I have don't." Been I, 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 I have said. it. <laughs> and he just kept. That's the only lyrics they knew of the song. <laughs> it's funny, Jim. 
I should put, I'll find a clip and put it up on our page so you can check it out. There was a song by a guy named David Stoughton. Horatio and, Sands. That's and, who did and, it. And, yeah. and, and, and he, he, it's some called like The Adventures of Horatio and Julie. And uh-huh. it's a bunch of really weird sound effects like Morse code. But the, the um, ladies sing, Horatio, Horatio. And then, and then I, I forget what else she says, but um, something weird like, come out of the cave, Horatio, come out of the cave, or some weird thing. Or, <laughs> I, I'm like a peach, Horatio, I'm like a peach, or some weird stuff. Yeah. I like it, but it's, it's definitely a, a LSD type of song. Alright, oh, you like Tapao better anyways. You know I, you know where they got that name? Alright. You know where right. they got the name Tapao though? Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, it, it sounds to me like they wanted to buy some marijuana and they I couldn't pronounce it right. And they went, I want to buy Tapao. I want to <laughs> buy Tapao. And then, and then someone went, Are you saying you want to buy the pot? And they go, uh, yeah, the paw, the paw, and you, they go, you know, like that. You sounded like yeah. a total white guy. You, would you like to buy the pots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, knew, I knew guys who were like that. They were like, hello, I am new here, and I am just wondering, can you please introduce me to some of the underground people? Because I want to buy some drugs. <laughs> do, do, you, do you go to a Mexican restaurant and go, I'll take a burrito? and some nachos and huh. could you put some chili on there for me thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> and, some, um, and some of that hot sauce <laughs> I actually met some Mexican guys who were telling me you are pretty like girl can I take your picture and I go no and then the guy walked off crying <laughs> All right, we digress. Let's get back to the right. song. I, I had to say what I like. I like "Raise Your Hands to Rock." It is a full, a killer song, but it, it, a, a filler song. I mean, and it has a good acoustic lead in. I like it. It's a good jam, good anthem, but it's not one of my favorites on here. Okay. And then, since you didn't pick this track, I gotta pick it. But you picked three songs that I would have picked anyways. But I'm gonna add a fourth, because I always try to add a fourth to an album I pick. Because that's, right. that's how I roll, man. Rolling, rolling, rolling. All right. Okay. I'm going to pick Fight for Your Rights. All right. So here's Fight for Your Rights on the Free Four Rock Podcast.
That was Fight for Your Rights. What do you think about that song, Lee? Well, Ace really is thinking of doing Origins Volume 2. Here's a song I'd suggest for him to do. This is really good. I could imagine Loverboy doing this. It has a fun element to it that I think a band like Loverboy or even Foreigner could have done. But maybe they wouldn't have done it as well as Motley Crue did it. A good last song for the album. Yeah, it's Motley Crue talking about the world. Talking about Martin Luther King. But it fucking rocks. I love this album. And, and again, yeah. Mick is kicking ass on this song. Fucking love yeah. this song. It's a great song to end a great album for me. My first Motley Crue album. I went out and bought freaking Hit Parader and shit. And I had a Motley Crue wall, like a shrine to them. Even though I didn't worship them, I just had pictures of Motley Crue. And then I went out and bought Shout at the Devil and Too Fast for Love. And I was buying all their albums that came out until freaking um, after... I didn't buy any Motley Crue after Dr. Feelgood. Even though I should have because Motley Crue with Krabi is the best freaking Motley Crue record ever. Sorry, Vince. I love you, Vince. I love your Motley Crue with them. But that album is just freaking hard as fuck. And freaking the lyrics, freaking Krabi wrote great with, with Six, man. Okay. When I bought when I bought that that um, album with Karabi and then I lost my copy, I bought another one. Then when I lost that, I bought another one. That's one of the few albums where I would just keep buying copies if I lost mine. I know, it's so good. We're going to do a review on that album one day because I freaking love it. Maybe we'll get Dr. Fuck on that one because I know he loves that album also. Right. Uh, so that's our podcast for the day or night or whenever you're listening to this early morning on a bender, taking drugs, drinking, or just being silly. Uh, this is Yeah, I'm probably going to do all of them. <laughs> Oh, you're always silly, Lee. <laughs> uh, no, I'm always still... No, I'm always still Lee. But some people don't pronounce the T and they get it confused so they think I'm still Lee. <laughs> all right. Well, we had Vince Neil leading background vocals and harmonica. Mick Mars, all electric acoustic slide guitars and background vocals. Nikki Six, four and eight string... He could play an eight string bass. Nah, that's that's oh. a mistake. <laughs> Synth and background vocals. Tommy Lee drums and percussion, piano and background vocals. Additional musicians they had Jane, Jay Winding Keyboards, Max Carl, John Batdorf, backing vocals, Tom Weirman production percussion. Maybe that's why Tommy Lee is all freaking low in the mix. He was putting his shit up. Nah, I'm joking. And this is a great freaking album. I don't care what people say. I love Theater of Pain. Lee loves Theater of Pain. You don't have yeah. to listen to our word for it. Go fucking buy the album and listen to it and support your artist, man. Yeah. Fucking Motley Crue rules. Fucking love them. They have made some shit music, but they their good outweighs their shit, in my opinion. Yep. All right. So let's and also go support. Um, Go buy CDs, go buy albums, go buy everything, go to concerts, buy shirts, buy everything. Let's get our rock and metal back on top where it belongs. Fuck this yeah. pop fucking Jonas Brothers shit. Get out there and fucking rock. All right. Yeah. Now we have our tracks. Of the, oh, and also share and like us on Facebook and share and give us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. And tell a friend, man. 
we fucking love you guys. We love our our 30 listeners. We'd like to get up to 50 one day. So fucking get on there and say hi. And thanks to our over 1,000 likes on Facebook. And you know right what? On. I didn't make them like us. I invited them to like us, and they liked us. They could have said no. <laughs> oh, most of my friends, I invite them to like me, and after I ask them enough times, they finally say, oh, okay, I'll like you if you just get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, so now we go for our tracks of the week, which you picked a group I never heard of, and I still haven't heard because I didn't listen to it this time. Sorry, Lee. I, I think you'll like it, though. I'll probably listen to it because I was in a hurry because we're going to start our podcast. Usually I listen to the track you give me. I didn't have time. Yeah. Uh, so okay. it's four out of five doctors, Anna with an antennae. Did I say it right? Antenna. I thought it was a tenai. No, no, that's just how it's pronounced. It's like Anna with an antenna. Okay, because they spelled antennae. They spelled it wrong, weird. Well, no, no, that's that's how it's... Pr- well, Is that an oh, English I, spelling? They did meet, but, yeah, but no, that's kind of how it's... Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to spell it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. It's All right, good. and then we got an underrated band that came back with a new album this year, Tora Tora. And I'm going to play huh. one of their new tracks called Silence of the Sirens. And I already have this on order on Amazon when I get some more gift card money. This is coming to my house. And maybe we'll do a review on this. Or I know we're going to do a review on uh, their first album. Because that album just fucking kicks ass. Fucking love Tora Tora. So here we go. Until next week, say goodbye, Lee. Bye. Take it easy. Fuck that. Take it sleazy, man. Later.
Now let's get into the promos. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure. Only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. 
Hello folks, this is the Rock Sponge Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast. Join yours truly every week as I look at a different classic rock and or metal album that had an impact on my life and or rock music in general, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two. And there's no country or rap or techno bullshit on the show because I hate those fucking music genres. Techno and rap and country sucks. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast every week on YouTube and now on Podbean and iTunes. So yes, folks, I'm available in two different, three different ways. Podbean and iTunes for the audio and YouTube for the visual. Thank you very much. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I want to rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You got to fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted! Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like... You don't know what it's gonna be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing. Check it out, please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.